Hey fam, let's catch the moment. We open this space with knowledge that the land in which we are located is occupied and unceded territories. On this, their traditional land and ancestral home, join us in acknowledging the tribal groups from where we personally vibe, including the Kickapoo, Kansas, Osage, Odos, Missouri, Padawami, Sioux, Shawnee, Wyandot, Choctaw, and Chitty Macha tribes. We look to you as we become better stewards of the land we inhabit. Peace and love. Let go. Jesus! <laughs> What's up and welcome to the We Out Here podcast, a place to hear the stories of black, brown, and indigenous folks in science and nature. My name is Alexi G, coming to you from the Bulbancha, aka New Orleans. See, I'm coming in solo today as the one host of the episode. Y'all didn't think that I could do it by myself. I'm flying solo today. So tell them your name, your pronouns, and what you do. My name is Allison. I'm co-host of We Out Here <laughs> Not today. I am, uh, I use she, her pronouns, and I'm coming to you from the Kickapoo, Kansas area, known as Kansas City, Missouri. Get it right. Get it tight. Whistle while you work. I don't know. Okay. That era was really a lot of breath support. <laughs> they um, really were. There. A lot of whisper <laughs> rapping. <laughs> My roommate and I were talking about that the other day about how like just really what a great time to be in high school and college for us Fruit. because other people aren't worthy. Now it's just sad girl music and I mean, trap music okay. that makes no sense. Allison. Yes. Allison. Yes. That era was so iconic. I could do one small thing and you would know the exact song i'm talking about you ready oh i hope i don't feel was that it yeah Hot no 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 you should have said i'm going and then i would have had you no see that's too obvious but he starts out the song he's like I, I don't know that I knew he said oh, that song my, that way. That is I was just wild behavior, more Nelly. Nelly than you. I thought you were from St. Louis too. <laughs> Dang! Wow, that's crazy. It's okay. Snap your fingers to yourself. Do you stare? Yeah. Oh wait, what are the words? I don't know. Do your stare? Oh, it is. I think you're do right. You stare? I think it's snap your fingers. He, do your stare? Like, but I said to you, you know, do yourself. Hold. Working one moment. You could boo it Hell. all by yourself. I love how he says fingers. Snap your fingers. That's is that like Atlanta or where is that from? It, you were right. Snap your fingers. Do your step. Oh, you, step. I was not correct. You can do it all by yourself. Let me see you do it. Hey, let Honestly, me see you do it. Hey, that's the tightest thing about about like hip hop is that like that person's dialect. I don't remember who that was. Was that Dim Franchise Boys or something? It was Lil John. Lean with a rock with it was Dim Franchise Boys. Oh, yeah. I'm getting things mixed up. But yeah. So his dialect, though allowed him to rhyme what yes do your step and yes. self like that's yes. tight it hello rhyme i was like, listening to something the other day i was scrubbing down in the uh shower rub a dub dub in the tub 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 and i was listening to j cole <laughs> and i was like j cole shout out to that exit that north yeah. carolina <laughs> because that you did it those aren't supposed to rhyme and it went well They're, dude right 
Oh, like man. the way they've been words. I wish. I, wish. Uh-huh. I don't even know. It, like whenever you read the lyrics, you're like, <laughs> Alison, did you hear about the bear that spun the block? I feel like I've heard about multiple bears that spun the block. <laughs> or maybe it was the same bear. <laughs> <laughs> that bear's just been spinning like a lazy has been marching up and down Canada to the US of A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not funny. It's not funny because what happened? No, it's not. But well, yeah, please have the option to go into a hotel. If you run across a bear, ladies and gentlemen, speaking in my capacity, if you run across a bear and that bear is out there in your campsite and you have the option to go to a hotel after that, consider going to a hotel. Mm, <laughs> not consider- lady had the, she had the option to go to a hotel and she said no. <clears throat> so that's a lead in to the question, Allison, what's the closest you've ever been to a large carnivore? I've been quite close, actually. And I will say by choice, but not one of those like, geez, that water really sent in my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Not one of those like, I am staunchly, and I don't use that word lightly, I am staunchly against the ecotourism that allows you to go into facilities where you can sit and hold and touch Mm -hmm. large carnivores of any kind even i mean honestly large herbivores too like Mm -hmm. i think no one other than a mahut should be given a bath to an elephant especially definitely not an african elephant but i think mahuts are only associated with asian elephants yeah as far as i know but i'm staunchly against it when it comes to a large carnivore with that being said Uh (laughs) i was in a very protected environment and the animal was asleep not as in abc one two three now I lay me down to sleep. That's not a real nursery rhyme. But uh, <laughs> I thought you were about to start singing Jackson 5. <laughs> no, it was down for a medical procedure. I'm going to stop you there because it sounds like it's story time. All right. So at the zoo, Alexi and I used Don't to work at, we would get all kinds of like daily, weekly emails. And sometimes they're like annoying. Sometimes they're sad. <laughs> sometimes they're like really exciting. And so like the most exciting ones that tended to come through <laughs> were either animal updates that a new baby was here. <laughs> or that there was an animal procedure being done by the animal health department. And that people could toss their names in the hat to volunteer to observe the procedure, right? And so it had been several years I had been at the zoo and I never got to go to one. And by this time you were at the zoo yeah, as yeah. well. And it, you'd been there for a couple of years too. And we had never gotten to do one. And so there was an email that was sent out by Animal Health and it was going to be the bi-yearly checkup for like physical exams. <laughs> so like we get yeah, physical yeah. exams. They were getting a physical uh-huh. exam for Dumasani, the lion. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so the reason they do, like, some animals get a yearly physical, but some animals, it's just too much of a hassle (laughs) to put them down every year. (laughs) So they do, like, bi-yearly every other year. So Dumasani was one of our male lions at the zoo. And so he was due for his annual. (laughs) And so we were like, yes, please, let's send this email Mm -hmm. back immediately. So first we, like, checked with our supervisors. We were like, Yo, Natalie. Yo, Kelly. Can we please do this? And they were like, sure. And we were like, cool. And luckily, it was like first thing in the morning. It was going to be first thing in the morning. So we didn't have to worry about it conflicting too much with our schedules. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. However, animal health, notoriously, it's not that they run late, 
they're always there on time. It's just things oh. take longer when you're dealing with living things that don't speak and they're not motivated to do what not you want them to do. <laughs> so yeah, it was that. So we were at the office, uh-huh. in the education office. We sent that email back, <laughs> sent that off. And then Dr. Zhu, I will call him. <laughs> uh, Dr. <laughs> Zhu sent us an email back. That, hold up, pause. Allison. <laughs> yes. That's our cartoon. That's our cartoon, Dr. Zhu. That's it. Dr. That's Zoo. the one, Dr. Zhu. Zoom, zoom, boom, boom. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> that counts as a trademark. So, trademark, 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 trademark. So we received an email back from Dr. Zhu that Alexi and I were going to be able to participate. And we were like, boom, 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 boom. Because it was one of those things where there aren't a lot of spots available. There were only two spots. Because literally, this isn't like, you know, everyone can like watch from afar. It's like, you're inside of a 10 10 room. And it's like, y'all in the animal that is like getting like Mm -hmm. worked up and everything. So Mm -hmm. it's like, there's literally, you got to be able to give the vet like elbow room. You can just be crowding. (laughs) Yeah. There's outside of us, well, they only allow for so few staff because the vet team that comes along is generally hefty. Like, there's a lot of people involved. Yep. So we fast forward to the morning of, which I think was like a week, two weeks later. Um, I just remember it was so balmy. It was like 8 a.m. <laughs> it was so balmy outside. We definitely weren't wearing coats. I think we were wearing fleeces. Nice little zip up, fleece from Brazil. So we hop on a golf cart from education and we zoom down to Africa. They told us, of course, to take the service road, which was around our African exhibit. And our African exhibit is basically a giant loop and the service road goes around that giant. And so they said, follow that through Africa to lion holding. And what was crazy uh-huh. Is that like early morning, of course, the lions haven't been released onto exhibit. And so they're in their behind the scenes holding all like to it's like their internal clock. Uh-huh. As soon as the sun rises, they roar the day in like uh-huh. it's wild. So it kind of low-key felt like, like we were in this little rinky dink golf cart and we were driving into the sunrise. <laughs> We just hear lions roaring and it reverberates because they're in a holding area that makes a lot of sound, that reverberates a lot of sound. So it's really cool. Like if you go to a zoo early in the morning, like, and you're able to go see the lions before they go on an exhibit, it's a really cool thing to hear in the mornings. Allison, the reality is that they're just waking up and the first thing in the morning, they're just being haters. They're just, they wake up and yell at their neighbors. I don't know. I'm not a lion. I don't claim to be. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. We hop off the golf cart. I had never been to, and you hadn't either, ever been to behind the scenes holding at Lion. Like, pretty fascinating to see, like, all these big, like, rock boulder formations. They were faux, but they're, you know, made out of, like, Mm -hmm. hard, solid material. And then just, like, hear the lions roaring, and we pull up, and I feel like there's a lot of materials that are out. So Dr. Zoo was inside Lion holding. We were outside lion holding with Dr. Zoo Jr. <laughs> Dr. Zoo Jr. <laughs> oh, that's the sequel. We were outside with Dr. Zoo Jr. Hey. The couple of vet techs. Hi. At least one. Hi. Maybe two. Oh, hello. And then also the dental students. Hey. From UMKC. Oh. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. I remember this upon reminiscing. I was like, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. And then, of course, there's keepers there because Hi. they need someone to remember. Because <laughs> that's yep. the thing to remember. So animals are a lot smarter than the average person gives them credit for. 
they start to associate things like we do. So like I saw a clown one day and it was scary. So now I'm scared of all clowns, right? So that's not my story, but that is somebody's story. <laughs> so for a lot of the animals at the zoo, they associate our vet staff with right. not the greatest experiences. Sure. So that energy in an animal manifests differently. Some of them are, get scared and that manifests. Well, I think majority of them probably get scared, either scared or mad. And really it's Sometimes all rooted both. in fear. It's right. I'll say it's all rooted in fear, but some animals will be timid and they could run off and they could hide in a corner where they feel safe, where they can't be reached by their care team. Some that fear <laughs> manifests into rage. <laughs> Yeah. Are you listening, gentlemen? <laughs> and so that manifests in like either throwing things or throwing their body or trying to get to whatever that stimulus is that they're not about. So we're standing outside holding. Dr. Zoo Jr. is basically telling us like, yo, Dr. Zoo is inside. There's a couple people with him. What we're going to do, do Masani's to the left. We're going to put him on a stretcher. We're going to move him to the holding on the right. And I think at that point, Alexi and I realized that we were involved. <laughs> Can you tell the people how you felt about that, Alexi? Not good. I don't even like small cats. <laughs> it was they're like, uh, they, you know, when you go to a, like a play with your parents and then all of a sudden they start going into the crowd and picking people and you're like, no, no, that was, that I didn't was know that was, was this like, kind of play. I came to watch you. Yeah. not do it <laughs> we thought this was an observation and so i feel like we had very different views about the experience and there's photographic proof about how we felt about the experience uh -huh. whereas you were not as delighted <laughs> i was like cool <laughs> we go into we're like walking in to lion holding and it's like it's pretty tight like it's uh -huh. not i would say a solid 230 square feet <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's it's not it's not very big and i'm assuming it can't be the only holding because there's no way like yeah because there, there were two to the left two holdings to the left because they were fit for individuals there were two holdings to the left and two holdings to the right but there were no other lions there dumasani was by himself a non-suspecting lion actually he was probably very suspecting once he saw dr zoom probably mad suspicious he's like, yeah hey, so by the time we're walking in, we like turn to the left because we're like, we know he's there because everybody's staring at us. <laughs> and he's got this like, he's laying down on the ground, but he's still like fairly alert. But his eyes are kind of like, what you going through over there, bro? Like they're like a little glossy, but he's still alert. And so at this point we're like, okay. <laughs> like this is wild like that's a whole lion like a male lion whoa <laughs> and so dr zoo is like we have to drug him again but we have to wait for him to go down further where he's like pretty unconscious it's like okay sounds like a plan so we wait for a while we're all like chatting amongst ourselves and then <laughs> while we're chatting I think this is when Dr. Zoot started telling us that thing about the tail. That yeah, had me full on convinced. <laughs> Can you, because I can't remember it well. I can't, oh, and I can't I describe it. it. I Please. remember it well. This man had me convinced 
that the tip of the lion's tail is sharp because of their relation to ankylosaurus. And I was like, that's interesting. I don't know if that's a thing. The tip of the tail is sharp because they're related to ankylosaurus? What? (laughs) (laughs) And eventually he like showed us that like when you pull back all the hair. It's like tippy, it's sharp. It's like a fingernail. It's like keratin. Yeah. Yeah. But that whole conversation, and Dr. Zoo was known for like saying funny things like this and like really taking you down a path where you thought that is why that animal just, is that way. Yeah. It was very funny. And then I, I remember- he, Was he goofing with us or was he just on some weird ish? I think he was goofing with us. Okay, because I, I fully believed him. Yeah, because I remember later, you came back either later that day or like weeks later and you were like, I don't think Dr. Zoo's right. <laughs> I was worried. I thought about it for like a whole week. I was like, you were steaming on it. You were, it was, it was, was holding like, you down I for a while. It, was... it doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> Am I going to have to call out Dr. Sue? Yeah, I was like, ah, at the next I'm all to, I'm step to take down the leader. I'm like, this man's a fraud. <laughs> so after we heard the speech from the evolutionary speech from the fraud, we, Dr. Sue is like, cool. I think we're well on our way. So Dr. Zoo grabs like another little like dart shot thing, puts it in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Then he grabs this long poking apparatus. Yeah. I used that term. It was a broomstick handle. <laughs> like, they just took the broom off the handle. <laughs> and he starts yelling from outside the holding, like where we all are in the middle, like, hey, Suicide! No, Allison, you gotta give us, you give us the yell. Well, you do it better. I'm gonna edit this one so that it's in the background. So Dr. Zoo is just like yelling with this pokey stick, not really using it. And like just doing all these things and we're like, okay. Obviously, he's trying to see if Jumasani's awake. Jumasani is snoring a little bit. Not a lot of it, a little bit. So then, like, the next phase is for Dr. Zoo to go in the step in the holding next to Dumasani's, because that's how he enters. But the door is closed. And so he's screaming again. And I mean, it's wild behavior. So then he creeps through a tiny little metal door that is built for a lion to creep through. And I think we're all just watching like, (laughs) because he is now like about to enter where a lion is. And so (laughs) he stays in the door holding Mm -hmm. and he's like, he keeps shouting, keeps doing all the shouting. And then when Dumasani still doesn't move, he starts feeding the poking apparatus towards Dumasani the lion. So I wish he can y'all could see Allison's <laughs> hands right now. And he poke, <laughs> pokes him on the back. <laughs> and then he does it again. Poke, poke. <laughs> he pokes him on the back. And then he starts poke, 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 and yelling. Doing, <laughs> yeah. doing the most. Doing the utmost. And we were like, yo, bro, I think he's out. <laughs> and, so, but we, and then he starts like clapping, clapping, clapping. And we're like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. This is like, because 
you don't know. Like operating tables, people wake up all the time. And we've had an animal, a big cat, a cheetah at the zoo, wake up on the operating table before with a newscaster there. So there was reason There was a reason to be alarmed. <laughs> so, you know that man that man was fighting through the trauma. <laughs> he was such a champion because that cheetah woke up on the operating table and that was the same. Remember that news anchor where gosh, what was the owl's name? Alberta. She flew directly the one at his head on his and landed on his head. Yeah. That, he was a real trooper. He's a trooper, man. I would have been like, you're putting me on a new beat. I tell you what, I'm not putting me on that zoo beat anymore. Dang. Oh, this just in. (laughs) So he gets close enough after like vigorously poking because I understand why he has to like yell and scream and poke like that. But it's just like very like, uh, okay. Okay. Um, it's like nerve wrecking. And so finally he like pulls out the extra dart, sticks it in his bum bum. Yeah. And maybe it was a deltoid, deltoid. I don't know. But he stuck it in there. And now we're like, okay, wait a few more minutes. Uh Dumasani is going to be out like a trout. Mm. Cool. So (laughs) I don't know who came up with that. But um, so we wait a little bit more. And then they're like, okay, everybody bring in the stretcher. I think everybody else was cool. But we were like, Okay. Like, I trust because at this point, I had seen a lot of things at the zoo. So I trusted the process. But at the Uh end of the day, it's a lion. Mm -hmm. So they lay down the stretcher and they're basically like, hey, you grab a head. Hey, you grab an arm. Hey, you grab a leg. Hey, you get the middle of the body, the chest. And I know I was pretty much on leg duty for most of the time. And so, where were you? Yeah, on leg duty. I don't remember. I feel like you spent most of the time, once we were in the operating area, at the head. And that's probably why you had more fear than I did. (laughs) But we get to Masane, we flip him over onto the stretcher. And he's huge. I don't know how much. He's a big boy. I would say, I held the leg the whole time, and the leg is 50 pounds itself, one leg. So I think they're like 1,200 pounds. A male. I think they're like 1,200. Mm. Either is it 11 or 1,200 pounds? Am I making no, that I up? Think, no, because uh, Siberian tigers, I think, are the heaviest big cats. The big cats? Like not even 1,000. They're not even 1,000? Okay. I oh, duh. Say, I did I math real weird would, in my head. I think he might have been like around 400 pounds. 400 pounds? That's so much. Yeah, I'll say the like Sumatran tigers pounds. at the zoo were 400 pounds, and they're the smallest of the, t- the cats, and they're around the same size. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. You make more sense. So, I'm sorry, I just invented a 1,200 pound lion. I'm sorry to everyone that that's scared. I think ligers get almost big like that. No, 1,200 pounds Shut is like a polar bear. I think you might have been up. thinking of polar bear. I was thinking about polar bear. That's it. Wrong that's carnivore. It. I was like, 1,200 Wrong pounds carnivore. Is a thing. Yeah. Polar bear. So, we lift him onto the stretcher and we take him into the prepped enclosure that's across the hall. Mm-hmm. So, they like had set the wheels that he's gonna let, we're gonna put the stretcher on. Uh They had set up like all the monitors, all the stuff was laid out. That's what they were like doing beforehand. So when we get his stretcher like on the wheels, then (laughs) they start like sticking all the vital stuff, stuff for vitals into him. Uh And then you kind of like start hearing the machines like beep and like all the little plastic packages and stuff are like hanging around. It's crazy. It's like, it's giving 
we're doing this in the African desert. It's very much giving uh-huh. that. Um, medical on the go. And so they stick all this stuff and they start getting vitals. And they're like, hey, yo, Allison, can you hold the leg? And I'm like, yeah, sure. And I think at this time you were by the head. You were, I remember you being this yeah. way. Yeah. And After so minutes, I was like, I got to get up there. Yeah. And so there was like one final like major step after like making sure everything was stuck on um, the proper way that they had to do. And it was the intubation. And so intubation is basically when they in a medical procedure is when they have to like stick that tube down your throat to make sure you maintain oxygen and breath. Yes. Is that correct? Yeah. 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 You did that. Okay. And since we're doing intubation on animals especially large animals they have to kind of do makeshift equipment (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i forgot about this (laughs) (laughs) and so they picked up this like giant blue bucket (laughs) and that was like the thing that went over his snout his <laughs> Jakey. And then the tube that went down his throat was like this huge, it looked like huge clear PVC pipe, but I don't think it was yeah. that sharp. It was like, I think it was more malleable than that. Uh-huh. This huge yeah, yeah, yeah. clear pipe. And obviously the way you get that tube down the throat is you like, you shove it gently, uh-huh. but you shove it. Yeah. So a normal being reflex to being intubated is to gag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Not a big deal. Not scared. Not worried about you too much. Hopefully you don't wake up. <laughs> uh-huh. The normal gag reflect mm-hmm. for a lion. Yeah. What does that one sound like, Allison? It's a roar. <laughs> and not like yep. a quiet one. Nope. It's like not. almost like a Full blown. <sighs> yeah, maybe it's not as loud. I can't. I couldn't tell, cause it's a small building. You we feel were me? Very close to it, and we were very close, we and reverberation close was happening. And the only thing that was keeping us safe was a hope and a prayer on modern medicine. Uh huh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and the thought that also, you know, the odds are in our favor. Ish. There are only two of us. Yes. A lot of them. You feel me? A lot of them. A lot of Dr. them. Dr. Zoo wasn't, he wasn't too quick. He was kind of quick on his feet, but he wasn't quick like that. He wasn't quick like us. <laughs> not, not quick like me. <laughs> he didn't have keys in the golf cart we had. So, <laughs> so the first time I was alarmed, I think we both were because we didn't know that that was going to yes. happen. Like no one prepped us for that information. And so I'm we were kind of like. when dogs bark. Right. <laughs> right. And so, like, the first time I was like, whoa, oh, okay. <laughs> whoa, that was crazy. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so then it's all, like, you, you have to keep shoving it down till it's in the right place. And they were having a hard time shoving it down. And so it just kept roaring. It was like, <laughs> and seriously, the third roar. So I was like holding it staggered. My hands were staggered and my legs were staggered. My left foot was straddling the door in the hallway uh-huh. because I was like, this isn't funny. <laughs> Yo, my hair went straight. <laughs> it went from curls to straight. Curls to straight. 
and it, it was scared straight. And so <laughs> I was like, yo. And I think I audibly said something along the lines of like, I know he's just gagging, but my foot is out the door. And they were like, <laughs> I remember hearing that and I was like, uh-huh. oh, that's <laughs> I think you roared a couple more times and then they finally like got it. And we were like, cool. (laughs) So they started like taking blood samples. They started like razoring some hair off. Cause what do they they take skin grafts? Is that what they do? Um, I think not skin grafts, but they they, cut the hair so they could take blood samples. That's right. So they could take blood samples. So they, they do that. And they do like, there's like a, you know, the frozen zoo things. Mm-hmm. So they do collect certain types of cells as well to do things like that. They check the eyes. They did an eye check. So this is like, so the yearly check is like all the things, not just your, it's like your physician, it's your dentist, it's your eye doctor. Like it's all those things. Mm-hmm. Probably should have had a mental practitioner in there too. We don't know how he's. Yeah, ask him. Yeah, but then he's going, but the zoo animals please. need that mental practitioner. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Especially these gentlemen lions. You know what? You are uh-huh. correct. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> they check the paws, the padding on the paws, just so they're not, like, getting too messed up. Because depending on, like, the kind of things they're walking on, their paws can easily get irritated. The UMKC students were, like, doing this very cool. They were, like, scraping at all the, like, the teeth. And they were, like, doing a cleaning. It was super cool. And then... I think I had to leave at that point. You did. You did. And so... You had to bounce because you had work to do. You were at work. You had a Sea Lion show. And so Dr. Zoo was like, you all want a picture? And we were like, what? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And it, it was like very much the energy of like a dad or an uncle. Like, come on, yeah. come on, kids. Because like, <laughs> the thing is, me and you both, we both like stood up next to each other. And we're like, yeah. And then he's like, no, by the lion. <laughs> <laughs> we're both like, right. what? So like, where we are, we're like, okay. Like, and it's one of those things, like, all the medical equipment's around. He's like, no, 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 no. Go up there by the head. And we're like, okay. Ding. And he's like, no, no, no. Go closer to the face. <laughs> and we're like, ding. <laughs> I saw that picture later. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and we see how very, straight up uncomfortable we are. We're like, hey. We've, we have very different. Our excitement and fear manifested very differently in that moment. Uh-huh. Yours, you could tell. It was fear-based. And mine was like, <laughs> this is awesome, and I hope we don't die. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I came different. around about it. So you zip out of there. You yeah, took the golf cart right. back. Chivalry's dead. Okay, calm down. <laughs> and so then I was stuck holding the 50-pound leg, and I was like, whew. Because it, it was like 50 uh-huh. minutes. And then finally, yeah. Dr. Zoo Jr., Chivalry is not dead, was like, hey, Alvin. <laughs> You want to check on these vitals? I got the leg. And I'm like, thanks, Dr. Zoo Jr. You're the best. He really is. He's really the best. So they kind of like made me, they were having me like monitor that the like needle was staying in place. And then they like wrapped up everything. It took probably like an hour and a half total The from like getting him on the stretcher to like, zip, we're done. Right? Yeah. Um, they unplug everything from Dumasani. He's already on the stretcher, and we move him back from the stretcher across the hall to where he fell asleep. Right. And then I can't remember if we like <laughs> roll him off, but I was honestly like, why? Because it, it seemed very specific 
about where we placed him back and they were like oh we put him back where he was when he fell asleep so he's a little less angry when he wakes up okay yeah yeah maybe (laughs) he won't wake up as like confused so i was like sure that's gonna defuse it right exactly so they won't wake up confused because they're aware again animals are smart they're aware enough to know something was happening but at least they wake up and they're like okay well where are my treats (laughs) so then they were like, all right, we're good to go. And I like hooked it down the service road. And I felt like my life had literally been changed forever. Like I was just like, you know how you're like walking around, bouncing on your toes. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah. this is why I do what I do. And I ended up back in education and I don't even know what I did the rest of the day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because I held a lion. It was crazy. I don't remember a lot of stories, but that was actually wild. Like, I I don't think I've ever in my life would have ever thought I would have gotten to do anything like that. So aside from like the roaring part, what was the most like unexpected part of that? I think the most unexpected part about it, even though I hadn't been a part of a lot of medical procedures in like my life, I was surprised at how much it mimicked human medical procedure. Okay. Like the instruments that were used the language mm-hmm. that was used, the tools that were used, well, the same as instruments, but like, yeah, but you know, like I was the, just the like, very like, like well, and it, it's, and it's uh-huh. scalpel and stuff like that. And then also like the process of watching an animal, like something as formidable as a lion, right. Actually right. like kind of lose its strength as it's going yeah. down because it's been darted. To watch something like a grown male lion just slowly like, oh no, my kryptonite. Like, yeah, yeah <laughs> right. It's gone. And just like watching his eyes gloss over and watching him like gently fall asleep. Yeah. And like being like, oh my gosh, that's crazy yeah. to me. I mean, cause like, you know, yeah. If you're in a scenario where it's like, oh no, I'm trapped with this lion. Exactly. You're like, oh. I could give it my best and like nothing's <laughs> going to happen. Like, yeah, that's that's a wrap. And that's it. But like, yeah, just a tiny little bit of this, like this fluid enters the system. It's like that mode's asleep. And it, honestly, it, after that experience, uh-huh. I've had a and I remember we were doing like an insurance walk where we could get points. And it was after the zoo had closed and I decided to walk uh-huh. Africa. Well, that was part of the thing. And so I realized I was up there after the zoo had closed. So people weren't there. The keepers were probably near holding or getting animals off exhibit. I didn't have my radio. I didn't have my phone. And I was walking by the lions and I was like, what if there was a code red right now? And I had no idea. And I was like looking for trees because I was like, well, they can kind of climb trees, but not completely climb trees. Like, what would I do? It's Mm -hmm. a very real thing to think about as an employee at a zoo. It's a present reality. And it's like, no, then it doesn't. Animal escapes do not happen all the time. Yada, 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 Mm yada. But it is there is an importance in presence. (laughs) Uh-huh. And being very aware of your surroundings, yeah. what you hear, what you see, what can be used, because your adrenaline will only do so much. Yep. Yeah. I'm fast, but not that fast. I will lose. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, it's a lie. <laughs> yeah. The only nightmares that I had when I worked at the zoo that were zoo nightmares were associated right, right, right. with big cats. Like, I was always getting drug off by a big cat. I was right, getting, right. like, stuck in an exhibit with a big cat. And, like, the tigers... A tiger is really the only animal that I'm like actually definitely afraid of. <laughs> Dang. Yeah. Hey, I would love to see like an actual study of like how prevalent those code red dreams are. Cause yes. everyone I know of 
in that that works in zoos, at least like in education departments and in and in oh yeah, has those dreams. Have and those I want to know what the know, root of I, them is because right. mine were actually not rooted in the animal. Mine were rooted in the fact that like education staff was always there and they were in a position to help me and they didn't. Whoa. Yeah, like I figured Yo, that out later on and I was like, thing. this is trash. Mm. Yikes. Mm. <laughs> but you were never involved. So good yeah, job. That's because I already got taken out. I, <laughs> I got ate up. <laughs> My subconscious knew that you were either gone already or that you would have like, so there was like, no room for you here. The tiger yeah. was like, I heard <laughs> I heard you were here, Allison. <laughs> your friend yelled your name as I chewed him up. No. <laughs> Allison! No. <laughs> so back to the non-chewing lion. <laughs> so yes, yes. we Sleepy go. Baby. It's crazy. Yeah, I but. have lived through a handful of escapes at the zoo. Nothing too serious except for the last one I was there for. And it, it was <laughs> it was more comedic than it was. <laughs> Then it was scary. He didn't mean to get out. Poor fella. <laughs> yeah, we've had some great experiences at mm-hmm. the zoo. And that was one that I definitely, hopefully, will not forget. Because that was bananas. It's that time in the show again. It's shout out time. Yes. Well, who would you like to give some shout outs to, Allison? I would love to give a shout out to Alexi G. Let's be real. Yes, Alexi G holds the We Out Here podcast down. No. Like, let's be really honest about it. Like, the mixing and the mastering and the hosting and the jokes that no one asked for, <laughs> and, but in post are really great. Uh, yeah. So I'd like to give a special shout out to Alexi G. I'd like to give a special shout out to specifically his compassion um, and his fervor for life and his kindness towards me. I'm just saying flowers, 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 flowers. I appreciate you. I love you. Um, There are lots of cool organizations doing lots of cool things. Uh I just say in general, it's a time to be informed wherever you lie on the spectrum, not on the side. So, so if you believe in being for the people, please vote accordingly. Thank you. Uh uh (laughs) I'll leave it there. I also will say we are with our brothers and sisters and every gender in between for getting their land back, our native and indigenous friends across the U.S. of A. So we celebrate the wins um, and we also fight for a more just future. And we even see... The ancestors of Black folks getting their beaches back. So I'm here for repetitions in full effect. Uh So I guess those are my shout outs. I didn't have any before this moment, but it really like dropped into me. Man, the ancestors dove into your body. They took old. They shook me up and turned me around. (laughs) Placed my feet on solid ground. Like Jesus. A Black man from the Middle East. (laughs) We We Out Here podcast is Allison Jones and Alexi Bruces. Show theme by Spencer Stedden and show graphics by Khalif Gillette. If you like this episode, give us a little rating and review wherever you listen to your podcast. Hit us with those stars like it's Mario. Follow us on Twitter at We Out Here Pod and on Instagram at The We Out Here Pod. If you're a black, brown, or indigenous person in science and nature and you want to share a story with our audience, hit us on social media or on our email at weouthearepod at gmail.com. 
You can find extra interviews, epilogues, and other bonus content on our Patreon, including a 30-minute bonus interview and chat with Ana Silverio, which will be available later this month. If you love to ask questions and you want to cook us for our antics, join the Patreon at patreon.com slash weoutherepod for as little as two bucks a month. Despite the CDC dropping their masking requirements, we still encourage our audience to do their part by wearing masks in high traffic areas and social distancing. And if you're able to, vaccinate for like everything. So be safe. We'll see y'all at Decadence. And now, get outside. We probably look like an antler or an anteater uh-huh. or not an uh-huh. anteater. And oh, what am I thinking of? <laughs>